Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. You're welcome to Sports Business with Orufo Ezaga. I'm Orufo Ezaga and with me in the studio flying today is um, Onua Kayode. We're going to be doing like a, a summary of all that happened in the week. Uh, mm-hmm. leading to now you know this weekend was particularly um packed we had the afcom finals mm-hmm. there was the lagos city marathon and then there was um the super bowl now the reason i'm going to speak about the super bowl is not so much about um the event and its entertainment as as it is about what we in nigeria can learn from such events and how to develop sports the sports industry in nigeria right um Kade, how are you well i'm alive coming second is not that bad but we'll have wished we were first yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was three million dollars that we lost oh that yeah was, that was a three million dollar match yeah you know um yeah. it was a sad one uh, but i was also hoping in fact i was very confident going into the into the game that nigeria was going to was going to come out top. So I, had, I had well, my concerns. I predicted, mm. I mean, when, on Friday when we were doing the prediction, I said, okay. I'm being patriotic with my prediction that Nigeria will win. Yeah. But when we played the semifinals, I had hoped we'll meet uh, Dr. Congo because I know playing La Côte d'Ivoire a second time will be a very we'll tough do, game. Yeah, I know. I knew I things know. would change. You'll have yeah, read a yeah, match back yeah, to back and yeah, everything. So, yeah. When we went in there, I didn't even watch the match. I'm like, really? I didn't. I just, you no, know, I, I, I just watched I, other I, things. I watched it, right? And I kept and going back and forth just to check the scores. Uh, okay, so I watched it and I was a bit worried, you mm. know. And when we scored, I thought, okay, maybe we can go ahead and, and, and get this done, you know what I mean? But, mm. you know, the Ivorians, you know, playing in front of your home fans and there are 60,000 people in that mm. stadium roaring on the elephant, you know, playing in front of you. There, there was nothing they really had to lose. They had almost exited the competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had lost to Nigeria before. Everybody had, most people had seen Nigeria as the favorite. So there was really nothing they had to lose, mm. you know. So that freed them up to play, you know, um, to their best um, um, abilities. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the contrary, it, it jaded the Nigerian team, you know. So um, it, was, it was a sad one. But what I think going forward to be the case before before we go into that kind yeah. let's let's look at the money side of it yeah okay uh, Cote d'Ivoire okay. um won this they collected seven million dollars mm. um the super eagles are going to collect um, f- um four million dollars which which at today's rate comes to one about point. somewhere also in the, something billion some part, so, so around 6.1 billion 6.1 6 okay yeah 1.4 yeah yeah that's, that's a lot. that's a lot of money to have you know but when you're like the, the football federation of a country, mm. a lot of people get 6.1 billion and they think, ah, these guys, they, you know, they are going to they have hit the jackpot and mm. stuff. You can't even begin to understand the bills that, that an NFF would have to, to, to face. Mm. You know? Paying players, their allowances, um, bonuses, Mm-hmm. You know, paying coaches, they're still struggling to pay Pesero. Yeah, so at least now they can pay him. Now, How much what, are they owing him? Whether they can pay him is dependent on what their 
their books are like. You but, know, they're owing all kinds of people, people, not just in the super eagles, the under 20s, mm. the under 17s, the female a question teams. Here. The, the, the yeah. president said, just when they were going into the march, said they had paid uh, about 12 billion owed yeah. allowance. Does that include Pacero's money or? See, the details of what has been offset mm. is shrouded. They, they, they are, they're still sketchy, you know what I mean? So we really don't know. Um, and you know, the, you see, if our football industry is ever going to grow, yes. right, uh, there's a need that for these guys to be a lot more transparent mm, about, exactly. about what they're doing, you know. But there's so many vested interests, so everybody trying to, you know, uh, do some unholy thing or the other. Mm. And, 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 you know, these things are then, these messages, signals are then transmitted to potential sponsors and partners. And mm-hmm. it, th- this is not the sort of thing that they like to to see or they like to hear you yeah. know what i mean we in which case they now say you know we don't want to partner those guys because because of their opaque way of, mm. of, uh, of um, but how difficult is it to be transparent i mean football you are into sports management yeah. so when you do your events how difficult is it to be transparent kind of what are we what are we transparent about in this country <sighs> meanwhile transparency yeah at the very heart of progress in any society, in any civilization, mm. there, there has to be transparency. Because if you're not transparent about things, people can learn about where you're coming from, what your mistakes have been mm. and all of that. And they can then see where they can take you to, you know, if they mitigate the mistakes or the circumstances that led to your past failures. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, we need to, you know, Africa, Africa, in Africa, we're so... Our civilization is so slow, if not just stagnated, because we lie about everything. Mm. You know, you know. So we need to open up because when you open up, you actually make a a lot more um, uh, money, or mm. uh, rev, you know, um, you gain more partners. You so if you like accountability is a problem, accountability is a huge problem. But even that said, right, mm. I can also say that if six billion goes into the NFF. Right, mm. um, based on what they were, they've been owing and all of that, and yeah. the programs that they have um, uh, that are coming, the World Cup qualifiers are mm-hmm. coming, the Afcon qualifiers are also coming. Yeah. You know, you have to pay coaches, you have to pay players, you have to, you know, so all of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to we need to do more. But even at six billion, yeah, that's a lot of money that they have. Earned. It will have a great impact. Yeah, yeah, it will have a great impact. Okay, so it, it, football mm-hmm. just shows how far ahead football is relative to other sports yeah. on the continent. Do you understand? Mm. Um, I think basketball should have been a close second, but hey, but there's, there's no there's much money basketball um, game in Africa or, or, or league in Africa. Okay, that so, like continental no, there front. Isn't. We have a continental front, but not this strong, don't we? We have... We see we are, we have African say, we are we are current African champions or the are women are tigers yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. but but so you see those those yeah. things, you know the design of those mm. continental competitions are not like the calf design you know they're not it's not engrossing it's not they're not designed in a way that makes the most money. Okay. Do you understand? Okay. They're not designed right. as business models that mm. should bring in. Do you understand? And all of these things need to to change. Africa needs, and, and I'm happy that the businessman, for instance, um, Patrice Mosipe, mm. is the is, is the, it Mochepe? You stretch it, Mochepe. Mochepe. You know, you know. But the thing is, the guy is a businessman, a very wealthy and successful businessman. Yeah. And I think he's beginning to bring that into calf. 
You okay. know, and CAF is a lot more business oriented these days. Mm. I was listening to the CAF Secretary General talk, talk about, um, you know, the steps that they're taking to make sure, sure that uh, the organization becomes, uh, African football becomes m- more financially rewarding. You know, how they reached out to international partners, mm. you know, like IMG. Um, and received sponsorship and partnerships from those ones. They're also working from in-house to, you know, to set up their marketing team in such a way that they can engage and reach to reach out to more partners and 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 um, more partners and and sponsors. You know, so mm. I may be confident that Mochope um, is is on the right track and CAF is on the right track. What well, we well, need let, to let do me, is let me to get the NFF yeah, yes. and our domestic game on the right track. Mm. Do you understand? Because sorry, Karade, before you say yeah, something, right. here's something I'd like to re- tell everybody. Yeah, Nigeria is a major. How do I put it? If you want to succeed in anything in Africa, mm. especially when you talk to, when it comes to sports, yeah. if you want to really become a continental success, you need Nigeria to be a part of that. Mm. Yeah. Nigeria getting to the finals of this AFCON yes. get, created a completely different feel and vibe to, to, the, to the tournament, you know? Um, real big numbers that they recorded and all of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, Nigerians, we, we, beyond our population, which is massive, you know, one out of every four Africans, they say, is a Nigerian. Mm. We're very robustious people. Do you understand? So you will hear us. You will know that we're there. We'll make a lot of noise mm-hmm. and everything. And those are the things that organizers like CAF and you know would like to see in their in their uh, tournament like the afghan you were going to say something yeah i was going to say let's bring this home the money bit of it looking mm. at the current state of uh, the the football mm. uh body and the football should i say sector now if you were minister for Okay, first of all, this money, will it go to the NFF or is it going to the Ministry of Sports? It should go to the NFF, NFF because now, okay. you know, the football body pays, doesn't pays, do with Okay, government. great. Yeah. So if it goes to the NFF and you were the NFF uh, president, mm. what, would you, what would be your preference? Spend it on clearing off debts or invest it in moving the sports forward? That's a tricky question. Do you understand? And and I I don't think it's a question you you, you can provide an answer for if you are not a part of the the nitty okay, gritty. Okay. Do you understand mm. that? So uh, I think that what I imagine they'll try to do is to first of all settle the players, and then um, look at their prog- programs in the short term. Mm. Do you understand? Because like I said, they're going to be doing qualifiers for the Afcon for the World Cup and all of that. So you're going to be looking at your World Cup program, for instance, okay. and saying, how do we go ahead and prosecute the campaign? Now, what I would do if I was the Minister of Sports, for instance, if I was in government's position, mm. yeah? You see, you see this NFL, they make money, yeah? But they take the money, yeah? and not a lot of people know, know what happens to the, the money. money. Do okay. you understand? As government, I think it's great that uh, we should be participating in events like the AFCON, and the and the World Cup, because there are things that the Nigerian government benefits as a result of that. So, as a minister, I would invest a bit of money in competitions like the Afcon and the and the World Cup. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Because um, even if the government doesn't make direct uh, naira and cover from that, you know, mm. the visibility that Nigeria gets, the positive image that Nigeria gets, yeah. the unity that we get in the country, those intangible benefits that we that destroy us, with social media posts afterwards. No, but still, 
you know, there's still, you, you know, I saw this post that, that was done recently from a Nigerian university okay. where they were in a girl's dumb um, hostel. Okay. Yeah. And all of these girls were, I think it was the match against South Africa. They were really, really hyped up. Oh, really yeah, excited yeah, yeah, yeah. And, everything. Yes, yes, and at yes. the end of the day, they sang the national anthem. Mm. Do you understand? I remember I, remember I told my, my daughters that, ah, so you mean that I have a daughter who's 22, who's seven yeah. in Abuja and another who is um, 18, who's also schooling in Abuja. And I said, do you mean you, you guys in the university, you, you, you follow Nigerian saying, yeah. football? I was surprised. They said, yeah, that it was really popular uh, during the afternoon. Mm. Young Nigerians were recruited. They started supporting the Super Eagles, which is something that we should latch on to and then develop into some you know, some way of getting the current gener the young generation to follow our football because mm. the more num they are the ones who have the numbers mm. and numbers translate to sponsorships and, and um, partnerships. Yeah. Do you understand? So we need to, personally, as a minister of sports, I would support uh, what you're doing uh, to get to the World Cup because I know that as a country, we benefit a lot from that. Mm. Over the last three weeks, the, the, the conversation was much less about kidnappings and mm. all those. Although it still went on. Yeah, it went on, but much less. on. Yeah, those vile things than, that, yeah. you know, tear us apart as, as a society. Instead, what we got was, you know, the, the, the positive vibes of, mm. of Nigeria and Nigeria being a, you know. So the only problem I would say, this year is going to be, again, for the NFF, um, there's the Olympics uh, coming. I'm not, to be honest, I'm not quite sure now whether Nigeria qualified for the Olympics. Football, or? football, football, yeah. I so that's a, I need to. We need to please help me check, yeah. Mm. But football, o Olympic football, I've told you before, Kaida. I wouldn't, as a minister of sport, <laughs> invest in, in the Super Eagles going to the Olympics, mm. it's a waste of money, you know what I mean? They're paying for 30, maybe a 30 man contingent mm -hmm. to go and chase one gold medal when I can invest that money in one. You know, in one, swimming, yeah, one athlete where one athlete can mm. go and compete for eight gold medals, or we didn't or, qualify, yeah. So, you we know, so, yeah. so fortunately, we, we didn't qualify. So, fortunately, you say, <laughs> because, like I said, I don't like us, you mean you can't compare it to uh, Afcon, no, it just, where it just, it's, it's an entire it's, team, it's a waste is, of money, mm. it's a waste of money. All right, so, okay, so I was the Lagos Marathon happened this weekend, oh, yeah? yes. Um, okay, before I say that, so Nigerians, we've got silver, it's not all bad, you know what I mean? Let's. Mm. Keep your coach, you know, personally, I would say it takes about two years to four years for a coach to really settle down. With, in but a he's been there for how long? He's been there for less than two years. Or just, oh, two years. Yeah, I think yeah. it took us to the last... Uh, no, 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 no. no it didn't, didn't take us to no, the last... Uh, okay. No, he didn't. And 2021? Or oh, we didn't go to 2021? Well, last year, it's been there less than two years. Okay. And how it works is that a coach comes into your setup. He has to, first of all, learn. It doesn't matter whether it's a local coach or a foreign coach. They have to first get themselves used to the problems that the team has. Mm. They, they have to understand this, the sort of culture that the team has. You know, all of those things that they have to familiarize themselves before they now design programs that would then, you know, lead to winning teams, mm. which is why you find that in Europe, fundamentally, uh, the average lifespan tenor of a national team coach is about four years. Don't forget that they have to, they play just less than 15 games in a year, every national team. And the players come in for a few days and they're gone. So mm -hmm. it's very difficult for a coach to build a team 
you know, um, which is why it's very important to participate in the AFCOM because then the coach has for the first time mm. the players together in camp for about a month, yeah. which gives him a, a good... So Pesaro would have learned a lot in this, especially during this AFCON, right? If you fire him now, you're going to hire another coach who starts off learning the ropes. Mm. Do you get for another two years? How long was Westerhoff on for? Westerhoff was here for four and a half years. And I, I hear people say that a lot, but the reason Westerhoff stayed was not nothing to do with the fact that we gave him a chance. The NFF have didn't even want him, especially mm. after um, the Nations Cup in Senegal in 1992 Ooh, when we yeah. came third. Do you understand? They wanted to fire him. But he had a relationship with Aikomo, who was mm. number two in the country. And then th- that was how he was. Westerhoff was the guy that made me start to realize back then that, look, Give me, he said, give me four years. Judge me in four years. Mm. You need to give um, um, this coach his time. But in the four and a half years that Westhoff was coach of Nigeria, four and a half years, he played three Afcons. Mm. In the five years and four months that Gennett Raw was coach of Nigeria because of the, the COVID and everything, we only played one Afcon. Mm. So whereas Westhoff spent a shorter time, we had three Afcons to build this team, mm. and Gennett Raw had only one Afcon. So it, 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 that, that, you know, that just underpins, uh, just underscores what mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah? Okay. I'm rushing a bit because there's still... Time, so <laughs> yeah, much there's to, talk still about, yeah. to talk about. And, and so, um, so stay, stick with the Eagles. Let's, let's, um, let's see how it goes. Let's hope we qualify for the mm-hmm. World Cup. Now, um, the Lagos Marathon happened at the weekend. Three Kenyans came, and then they won <laughs> uh, gold, silver, bronze. You know, you know this Access Marathon. Eh? I have to congratulate. I have to thank Access celebrate them, celebrate them for doing this thing. Mm. But you know, sometimes I, I, you know, I wonder about the strategy. You know that this is this is an international tournament. Mm. Yeah, we like international things in Nigeria. Mm. But let me tell you, my brother, three guys from Kenya came in here. And exited with fifty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars. That is mm. one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. When you cal- when you put everything together, we're talking somewhere in the region of about a hundred and seventy. A hundred and let me see. I if, think they, they left with about a um, hundred and um, seventy nine million naira. Do you understand? Who knows who? Do you Just know who for won running. The, do you know who won the, the race? Who? Do you know? I'm asking you. No, I mean, he's a Kenyan. I, yeah, I saw know. his name. So people say it's a Kenyan. Do you know the person? You don't. No, no. I now, don't. the thing with sports is this, right? Sports, you have to know who won. And then you have to be invested in that person that won. Mm. So that next time you want to see the person, they form a part of your daily conversations, a part of your life and all of that. Mm. Yeah? And that's where the problem I have with the Access Bank uh, marathon and the Lagos yes, Marathon okay. comes. Do you understand? We bring three guys from uh, three guys from Kenya who are not elite athletes. They w- yeah, they are not. Mm-hmm. Do you get? Because when I check the guys, ranking. Won. I don't think the access no, no. The, our marathon is ranked as the top not marathon. Yet. Yeah, not yet. we are but growing it. When I check the guy that won, for mm. instance, he's ranked maybe somewhere in the three hundreds in the world. Wow, he's not an. But elite. in Kenya. Or is it? No, he's 42 years old. He's not, he's not oh. an elite athlete. Athlete, you understand? Mm. So when we pay these monies to these guys, they win, they go away, and that's where it ends. Nobody's talking about the access marathon and again, mm. you, because when no you should, what, what you should be no. talking about is not exactly the access marathon or Lagos marathon. You should be talking about the people that won it mm. and the difference winning it has brought, brought to their to lives. Yeah. So, for instance, if three Nigerians won this. 
for instance. You know, a Nigerian wins 50,000 naira from a marathon. That comes to about 76 million naira or something. Calde, we are going to be talking about that guy for the next one year. That's the sort of media value you get from supporting, from, from, you know, from getting your, your marketing mix right or getting your, mm. your strategy right. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, you can say it's an international market marathon. You know, it comes once a week, one week in a, one, one day in, in a, a year. year. People talk about it for maybe like two or three days, it's gone. They talk about the, if you, if you was a Nigerian marathon, for instance, and you transform somebody's li- life with 76 million, million yeah. they'll never tire of but, talking But there's about a it. prize money for the national local. winners, not local. We are not local. Okay, we are national, we are national see, winners. Ah, semantics. Local doesn't have to be negative. Mm, it's all yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. Do you understand? You know, so for me, uh, I think that the, the key thing is we need to design sports events in this country, uh, yeah, that transform the fortunes of sportsmen in Nigeria, Nigerian mm. sportsmen. Mm. And then they can then go out on, on the global stage and represent us as okay. a country. Do you understand? We cannot spend, we cannot keep spending the money that we should use to grow our domestic sports. Yeah. Trying to lift, you know, athletes who are just trying to get recognition, global yeah, recognition. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is the thirteenth edition, right? Yeah, I so, know. So, are you saying that, okay, while we maintain this international sport, which will give our athletes opportunity to compete with others, yeah, uh, where maybe you haven't grown to that level where yeah. you can travel elsewhere, but yeah. you compete with others here, are you saying it would be nice to have other activities that build up to this so that we can groom? Our own players. Okay, that can be an idea. I think you can say, you know what, we we'll do the Lagos Marathon International mm-hmm. and the Lagos Marathon Local, mm. both commanding the same prize monies. You know why? Because I can do the international because I'm building up to something in the future. Mm. So I can afford to pay a 42-year-old Kenyan who, who, is, not, who is not the future, certainly, $50,000. Mm. Yeah? But then I'll pay a Nigerian $50,000. You know why? That because that Nigerian then sets an example, becomes like the, the figure that inspires other Nigerians to want to compete at that level. Mm. And that's where the marketing activity comes from. That, that's where I get my mileage from. That's where I would get my, you know, um, my business from, mm. the real business. Because if, after yeah. that one day of the marathon, everybody goes back to Kenya or, the, or Ethiopia. Yeah. The Nigerians are here. And so, so but does it... If you can earn fifty thousand as a Nigerian for a man, at a Nigerian marathon, and the same thing you earn in international, mm. why would I want to go international? I mean, I'm earning the same amount. That, I'm, not the, being, but, I'm not. I'm not moved. The point is, Kaidi, if I can earn fifty thousand yes. yeah, dollars locally, that means I can fund myself. I can hire a coach. I can do physiotherapy uh, and all of those things. Mm. Yeah, so I can improve. But the most important thing is a young guy in Gombe or, or mm. you know, because this is nothing that are the best marathoners in this country. You know, a Gombe or Adama sees that I don't have to be a kidnapper to become mm. a famous and wealthy person. Okay. So they start to train from very early on to start to... Because if a, Rob, if a, a poor athlete wins the $50,000 this year, yeah. others look at him and say, if that guy won the fifty, I can do better than mm-hmm. that. So they start to do positive things to train, to to work harder, to become, you know, poster boys for what a Nigerian enterprise should be about, yeah. you, know, you know? So that's the kind of thing that I, I think we should, we shouldn't be drowned, we shouldn't be poor swimmers trying to save a man who is drowning. Mm. We have to fall, we have to first of all be good swimmers 
before we can go okay. and rescue people who are drowning. Do you understand? All right. And then, so for a Lagos Marathon, I, I, I thank you. I salute what you guys are doing. I'm just saying, think about it. Think about the strategy a bit. You know, uh, rather than it being a dead cat bounce, you know, it comes once in a year, in the week afterwards, everybody has forgotten they've moved on. Do you understand? Um, make it something that becomes a part of the Nigerian conversation, a bit like Big Brother Nigeria is. Mm. People talk about And the reason they talk about it is because these guys transform and become, they become stars. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, you know, and that's why people follow them. They don't follow them because they earn two, two million naira. You know what I mean? Mm. That's a hundred million they're winning, and people, you know, people aspire to such kinds of. Uh, and then finally is the Super Bowl because again, like I said, we're rushing time. The time. Yeah, the Super Bowl that recently happened in America. You know, um, can you imagine that? That day alone, yeah. That day alone, Kaede. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find out. Okay, that day alone. 200 million Americans. This is the effect of what sports, the kind of economic impact that sports can have. Do you understand? In America alone, forget the people that came into America to watch. In America alone, 200 million Americans planned to watch the Super Bowl. Bowl. And this is based on statistics that I saw on CBS News. And and they were quoting the the U.S. national... um, National, um, oh come on, Kenneth. National Retail Federation. Okay. Do you understand? Two hundred million Americans plan to watch this. Imagine that we had that kind of competition in Nigeria, and you have about one hundred and forty million Nigerians wanting mm. to watch what's going on. Do you understand? Um, more than half. That that's more than half of the population of the United States. Yeah, and about sixteen million Americans. Sixteen million Americans plan to watch. You know, from a bar. Mm, or, drinks to be sold or a restaurant. I hope they are not driving. No, no, you know, because you think when, like even in this final that we played, the Nations Cup final, some people wanted to watch. They didn't want to watch at home. They wanted to go to the bar to connect with friends and mm. and watch. And some people bought snacks and ate a lot. Do you at understand? Home. Yeah. yeah. So you can get a a big, big field. That's why it's so, such a big economic driver mm. sports. Do you understand? Now, of the two hundred million people that wanted to watch the Super Bowl, yes. More than half of them plan to host or attend a watch party. So maybe you say in your app, um, you guys, Chagun, Charles, come to my house. Let's watch the Nations mm. Cup here. I'm hosting a party. So, so you guys, you you buy food, you, you buy drinks, you enjoy. You know, good for the economy and you, you and all, all right. that. You know, so those are the things that we need to do. But like the Super Bowl, however international the following is mm. it's a local event so no matter what we do so we need economy. a local approach to it we, we need, need to focus local, on the economy Kyle, of, of yeah, sports yeah, 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 yeah good man we need, yeah. to, we need a local approach right. to our sports industry and i need to i need to learn to localize polar would you are not polar <laughs> just you know bring everything home and that Kyle, that's that's Kyle, that's Kyle, good no, no while it's, it's been <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to catch my breath. I'm going to deal with you later, but good morning. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, Paula. Good morning. Here's the thing, Kyle. Yeah. Um, we'll continue this from the week next. Mm. Let me round up for politics over now. Because mm. I didn't do that last week, by the way. You know, Ooh. you guys, um, it's been sports be business. For beyond the game? It's been sports <laughs> business with Orufo Ezaga. Yeah? Yes. And um, if you want to. 
discuss more about sorry we couldn't take any calls and messages mm. because we just had to you know um, yeah. um race through today it was a really packed um so if you want to talk more about this or you want to engage with me personally you can do so by by um hitting me up on twitter at uru4 or on um, um facebook and instagram as kenneth uru4 Ezaga. until we meet again next week here's me saying be productive um, be good and stay safe. Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.